Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of our footy, actually the first episode of our footy fantasy podcast for the year 2021. We're kicking 2020 away. That year was, whew, what a year. Uh, so we're kicking it off in an interesting pod for the Chelsea City game. Uh, first, ladies first, Yannicka, thanks for coming on again. Thank you for having me. Um, trust you've been having a good year so far. <laughs> yeah, it's been good. I can see you're, you're, she, you know, she's grinning from tit to tit today. Excited that her boys have turned up. Uh, and also, uh, my man, Idris, thanks for coming on. Regular guest. <laughs> from, from thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Hope, you, hope your year has been good so far, Idris. Yeah, so far my year has been good. Uh, very grateful. Can't complain. You know, even if you walked in the apartment, at least good friends, good folks, and some up and down football. So, <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, for all our guests who supported us while we tried to go to Paul all through last year, thanks for supporting us. Happy New Year to everybody. Hope everybody's healthy and safe. First of all, you know, we're still in a pandemic, or like some people like to call it on Twitter, we're still in a Panasonic, <laughs> which is very weird. When I hear that, I laugh. <laughs> we're still in a global Panasonic. Uh, so everybody stay safe and healthy. If you like our content, a quick admin, you find all our addresses at the end of this pod. This will be on YouTube, Footy Fantasy, F-W-T-I-E, Fantasy, Facebook, Atron Footy Fans, Twitter. Uh, you can find us, Footy AD Fantasy. Um, Instagram also, Fantasy Footy. We post, we post short clips on there. Um, I know Yannicka has some of a pod. I see her content with... Uh, I'll let you plug your stuff in, Yannicka. Um, yeah, I have my own YouTube, Yam City ENT, but I do a lot of my shows on Sarcasm City. Okay. So yeah, subscribe to them. <laughs> okay. And if you want to send me the link, I can put it in the description when the video is yeah. out. Yeah. Send me yeah. the link. Uh, we'll jump right in. I think it's only fair we start with the, with the host, <laughs> Idris, has a lot to get off his chest. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> You know, Lampard, Pep Lights, Brexit Pep. Like I, I like I call him Brexit Pep. <laughs> <laughs> he he got screwed by the original Pep. Um I am I am very firmly on Lampard out at this point. And and I know, you know, I was the huge Lampard in guy, Sari out. And I'm saying Lampard out for the same reason I'm saying I said Sari out. And it's very simple. And I don't know why people can't really understand why I was lampered in then lampered out because we humans like to we we like to fixate our beliefs on something and if you dare change your mind because of the new facts presented to you people say you're flip-flopping and I wonder how you go through life without actually opening your mind and seeing what's going on right. uh, Frank Lampard just got it all wrong um, on this podcast it's also been predicted that like as you said by Ola that he will struggle with, with, with signings. And if you remember last season, I told you like sophomore years are the hardest years for young players coming into the league. I expected this to happen. And my problem is a lot of people don't understand that like, this is a norm. This is supposed to happen. You understand? But there's also another um, addition to it that really gets to a lot of people and is the naivety part of the coach. We can totally see is very naive. Um, in the last eight games, our front, our, our, our attackers, our number nines, have played a crucial uh, part to our system of play. Everybody looks like just bang goals, but there's more to it. You, they, they give us aerial prowess when we cross in or when we go at, defense, at defenses. 
They also trap by doing um, um, set plays or sometimes even counters to win aerial duels. Okay. They give us an outlet to play. So there's less pressure on having to pass side to side and holding the ball. In the last 10 games, any Tom, Dick, and Harry, and a blind person can see that when you shoehorn a new signing that is not really ready, He's not a Kun Aguero with, 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 with talent level, though he's of the same height. He's not Carlos Tevez. He doesn't have a good build-up on play. He can't take a player one-on-one. -on -one. He loses possessions constantly. And after all this happens, you get a wave of attack coming at you. It is freaking night and day. You can't accommodate this guy. You need to win ugly and still get the likes of Tammy Abraham and Giroud to give you outlets, to build up your play, to win dirty if you have to. Then later, as... Yannick has said before, before we got on the podcast, when it clicks, we start to see the free flow in Chelsea. But everybody's like, no, he doesn't know what he's doing, playing through the middle, bringing ZH. And here we are. It's very obvious. We got school today by the best at the game in what we were trying to do. We literally came with knockoffs. Lampard has been naive. If you're Hudson Odoi, Tammy Abraham, Fikayo Tamori, or you're even... Uh, Kovacic, you get picked out. You're going to be like, what do I have to do? Do I have to kiss my coach's bare bum to start? Because Werner might be doing that, and I'm not, I'm not doing it. So there's something Werner is doing that he's getting this. This guy has played literally almost every game, 19 minutes, and he's only giving us two goals, no, four goals in the Premier League and two of them are penalties. Tammy Abraham has only started eight games and he has six goals. Giroud has even half less, and... You know, there's something wrong here. Any idiot can see it. And somehow we're back to Sari 2.0. I can't do it. I just can't. I'm done. I can't. I can't. Uh, that was a be fired. <laughs> he needs to be fired. Okay. He needs to be fired now. So we've heard it officially. Immediately. I mean, I love the guy. Out. He's still going to play. He needs to be fired. Okay. Yannicka, after that passionate run by, by Idris, <laughs> I think yours is on the other side of passion. Tell us how, I know it's time for you to wax lyrical about your boy, Gundogan. So let's, let's go. <laughs> Do you know what? Oh. I think this season, it's funny because everyone's kind of ruled us out a little bit. That's true. Because um, we haven't been at our best. Um, the start of the season, defensively, we were um, we were bad and then we got Diaz and since Diaz has come in we've been good defensively um, we kind of have sorted a lot of our defensive issues out um, but going forward it just wasn't clicking like the attackers were missing easy chances um, they weren't creating as many chances as we normally create um, so it's kind of weird to see it but I've always said the whole season like when it clicks when the attacks like click together we're gonna see a we're gonna see a fantastic team because with City over the years, even though we scored so many goals, defensively we have struggled from time to time, and that's why like if City were kind of two 0 up, I'd always be a little bit worried until we got the third because I think we can concede two. Whereas I think with this team we've got right now, we have seen this season us keep a one nil lead, you know, for a majority of a game, and City. Not saying we haven't done it in the past because we have, but it was a lot harder for us to do that. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm very happy right now. I, I think De Bruyne has not been at his best this season, and um, we saw that today. There was two chances that he should and would have put away in a previous season. 
but this season he he's not been as clinical. I'm glad he got his goal because I think he needed it because he hasn't scored a goal from open play, yeah. so he needed that. Um, but yeah, he's not been as clinical. Um, I think the whole team haven't been as clinical. But today, and the last game actually, we started to become more clinical. So I think, I think City will get better. I don't think that was like the height of the season. I think City will get better. Um, yeah, but I'm very happy. Gundogan, Cancelo and Diaz have been our three players of the season. Cancelo's been fantastic. Unfortunately for him, because of our lack of clinicalness, he's missed out on a lot of assists that he should have had. Um, Diaz completely single-handedly strengthened our defence, so I have to give it him as well. But Gundogan has been running the mid. He's been our best midfield player. He's been, I would argue, he's been our best player throughout the season. He's been brilliant. And yeah, I'm glad he's getting... I'm glad he's getting his praise today because I think he he definitely has deserved it. Um, in terms of what Idris was saying about Chelsea, I agree. I think I feel like because Lampard spent money on Werner, he kind of wants to prove that he's not made the wrong decision. So rather than kind of just saying, "Okay, it's not working," let me take him out. He's thinking, "No, no, it's going to work. It's going to work," and just playing him and hoping for the best. But I think sometimes you kind of have to admit that not even that it's the wrong signing because I think he will be a good player. I just think some players take longer to settle than others. Um, it's a little bit like when Rodri came in and he wasn't playing that well and Pep kept playing and kept playing him and he's turned out to be a decent player. I don't think he's the best ever. Yeah. Um, I think he does his job. You know, he his job is to be a defensive midfielder um, he does his job a little bit, just not to the level of Fernandinho. But Fernandinho is brilliant, so it's a little bit harsh to kind of compare him to Fernandinho because Fernandinho is so good. But yeah, I think, and it has over the times that he's been playing, it he has got better. But I think it's just when it's an attacking player, you can't really afford to leave them in there, especially when there's other players that are more clinical. Um, or we're doing more. I think Ziyech, Ziyech, however you say it, I think he's been Chelsea's best player. Obviously, he's been out for a bit, so when he's come back, he's not going to be match fit and scoring today. I thought he'd still give us a problem. Obviously, the way City played, it kind of didn't really matter too much. I think if City had a poor game, we would have seen more from him. Um, But yeah, so I don't blame him for starting him. I think Giroud is the scariest person that can play against Man City. I think he should have started. We have a very small team. I know we have tall defenders, but we have a very small team in general. And if you're putting corners in, Giroud's probably going to score, especially with Edison out as well. We're slightly weakened. So, yeah, I'm not defending corners anyways. I would have played Giroud. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> Annika, thank you, thank you, and I, 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 and this thing, this thing really, I don't understand why people don't see this because throughout after the Arsenal game, right, everybody was so fixated that Arsenal beating Chelsea three zero, and I was telling them we didn't get outplayed by Arsenal. Arsenal was just not going to roll out over and die; they're going to put up a fight. But the standard of which we play, we didn't, we weren't there. I understand that, but if you look at the goals Arsenal scored. A penalty that you could debate, what penalty? Mm-hmm. A free kick that Chaka would never score for another 10 years of his career. Yeah. And a freak goal 
that Saka scored. Let's be honest about it. That's the three goals. You understand right. what I'm saying, right? We didn't offer much to get anything out of it. So we didn't, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't threaten. I can understand that. We come to the Aston Villa game. We were bombarding Aston Villa. Aston Villa don't roll over too. They fought back. But you could totally see we're still keeping this guy on to prove what. And if you remember, yeah, we considered a goal. And okay, fine. He brought in other guys to refresh him. We can debate if Christian should have been on the floor, all that kind of stuff. And being a little maybe too harsh on the, on the guy. Whatever. We considered a goal. But we could have won that game. And I remember talking with, with, with AY on, uh, on the phone while we were watching the game. And I, he said, okay, this guy. I said, if this guy comes in, you will immediately see the drop off. You will immediately see that the players have no clue what to do with him at the point man. You would actually see that they will run and get to the line and they will look around and they'll start passing it around. Not because they don't want to pass to him, not because he's a bad player, but you everybody has to fit to this one guy. That will not happen in City. Mourinho is not going to tolerate that. Even Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not going to tolerate that shit. We've seen what he's done to Pogba. At the point, it's like, yo, this thing is not working, man. Go to the bench. Let me put somebody else. Lampard is, and it pains me to say this. It's almost like the Moyes syndrome. David Moyes is killing it and everything. Then you give him a Ferrari in Manchester United and he just screws it up. It's almost the same syndrome with Lampard. He was doing well with literally nobodies. Nobodies. He put his way to get into the to the fourth place. Then now he gets there and he's exhibiting this stubborn attitude of it will work. How would it? It's 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 if I'm Tammy Abraham, I have one more year left on my contract, I'm definitely leaving Chelsea. If Bayern Munich comes for show right now, show is like, I'll take the deal. You guys just let me go. Because you've told them, no matter how good they are, go, show just scored today. Go and look at his stats throughout the season. The amount of goals and assists he has for the amount of games he started. Or no, let's even use the amount of minutes he's played. Because you, you, I assume when a player starts, usually you have full 45 minutes because you really saw in the first half, right? And it creeps into 60, 70 yeah. minutes. So technically, they have close to about like 70 minutes of play. Timo Werner's had 70 minutes of play for close to 15 games. No, 15 games, but one. And this is what we've gotten. Tammy Abraham has had eight games where he started. So about 70 minutes out of those eight games, his stats are better than Timo. Giroud has way less. And players feel when they play with this that they can play through the middle. With Tammy, they feel they can play through the middle. He can run off the shoulders. His hold-up play is much better. The same thing with you. So there's this pressure off the back. Like, I don't have to just hang on with the ball for too much. I can control the game. In this City game, you could totally tell how many clueless passes we, we, we had. The City would just collect, pounce on, and come at us. It was because these guys are just, there is no outlet. I don't know what anybody doesn't get. There's no outlet. These guys can't. I know bad soccer, but look the ball up front and, you know, like, oh, let me just get rid of it. At least Tanya Drew will hold it up there and do something. They don't have that. You know, what they have is this guy with a massive, heavy first touch, can't cross, can't pass, doesn't run into the right channels. It's like you have to literally feed Timo. And, 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 yet, and here's the thing that's painful. Everybody was like, oh, but he wasn't shitting Leverkusen. It Life. takes a special, and it's weird. Uh, Leipzig, sorry, my apologies. Thanks for, for, for correcting me. It's like, okay, but Bruno Fernandes came to Manchester United and he fit. Still a Fino. I'm still trying to figure out how did, how did Bruno fit so, in. So, let, let me jump so in. Easy. I, 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 I'll, defer, I'll, I'll defer to you on that, but let me make my point on comparing him. I, I defer to you on, on Bruno, and I want to know why, please, sir. Is we've had this issue at Chelsea from Shevchenko. 
Matai Kesman, okay. Fernando Torres, yeah. Morata. We've had this same problem. It, it's not like we haven't seen this before. Why is everybody shocked that we have not seen this before? So why are you, why are you scared when we say get this guy off the pitch? It's not because we don't we hate him. As Yannicka said, he's a bad player. He's just not ready. With time, he will grow into it. And you need to show him we grow. But every time we've had a Diego Costa or Didier Drogba, even the Frank Lampard and John Terry and, the, and Abramovich buys all these players, the creme de la creme always rise to the top. It doesn't matter. They will rise to the occasion. They will match the competition. Otinodoya, Tami, Giroud, everybody's showing that right now. Even Kotsuma is showing that right now. You feel me? The signings have come in, it's consumed them. It's a new city, it's COVID time. And honestly, in the Bundesliga, you have space. Yeah. In Syria, you get space. In the Premier League, you have six foot tall players chasing you like they are five foot something. Right. <laughs> so like you don't get that split second. So That's you need to adapt. And Lampard doesn't want to admit that this 25 goal a season player in the Bundesliga needs to adapt. That is his downfall. That's my issue. Everybody's like Bruno Fernandes. No, players come, very few players come in and just light it up in the Premier League. It takes them some time. You answered my question, actually. That was what that was going to be my response. I think he's an outlier, right? And in every data set, you never use an outlier to judge the whole data set, sample size. Bruno Fernandes is an outlier. I cannot remember right off my head any signing that has done that. I right off my head right now. Maybe Cantona for Manchester United. My United. Exactly. RVP, Van Persie, maybe. Because even uh just like a whole new squad. Yeah, like yeah, was like that. <laughs> maybe Yayatui was like that for City. Yeah, yeah. We we've, we've had a few because Aguero right. came and killed it straight away. Right. I think he Aguero, got goals in his first game. Like Aguero just hit the ground running. But it's not, but it's not everyone. And it doesn't matter how good they are. Some some like you know, people have even said in the past, oh, would Messi do well in the Prem? Obviously he would. You know, he mashes up English every, teams every time he plays every, them. Yeah. <laughs> but people still question it because it isn't a guarantee. And it's the right. same with managers. People say, Oh, we'll get this manager in. He'll be amazing. It's not guaranteed, you know. Yeah. What I mean, obviously, you, the likes of Pep kind of got a guarantee because history tells you. Yeah. But even then, he could have come to City and not won us the league. Like you just don't know. So, right. I think everyone's a risk. Every player's a risk. Every manager's a risk. And I think sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes to hit hit the ground running. Sometimes it takes in two to three seasons. Like, just depends on the player. But I think. Werner's too good a player to not come good. I yep. think he will. But I just think, like Idris is saying, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe he could play him in the non-league games, you know, where, like, because I know, for example, at City, Ferran Torres has come in. He seems to have kind of hit the ground running a little bit, but he's played mostly in the Champions League. That's so true. that's more similar to what he's used to at Valencia. So... He does really, really well in the Champions League. He's done all right in the Prem as well. Um, but obviously his better performances are in the Champions League. And I think that's because it's more similar. So Chelsea could do the same. They could play Werner in the Champions League because it's more similar to what he's been used to in Germany. And then in the league, let your Tammies, you know, your Hudson Adoys, the ones that are used to English football, maybe take the lead more in them games. And then when Werner's got into his scoring and he's got quite a few goals, then put him back in the Premier League squad. That's what I would do if I was Lampard, but I don't know. <laughs> so for, for both of you guys, that's a great so point. If, 
Go ahead, Idris. Oh, sorry. Like I, I, you, you. Uh, I was, I was just going to second what Yannick has said. I mean, like for the fact that Yannick can see this, <laughs> she's not a Chelsea. She can see this. Yep. I called it out. Eight games in, I'm not getting paid eight million a year to coach any damn team. But you can see it. You can, you can see this. But and again, I think I also think maybe uh, we all fall for this, right? In life, it's like I think when you're so um, tunnel vision into something. So, you know, you right. might, you <laughs> might get carried away. Yeah. Like, I think Lampard is so tunnel vision to the point now where he's just like, he needs to, and I, I believe this next couple of weeks coming up will be a good break for him where he just takes a step back and be like, holy cow, this did not work. And I think they might have team meetings right now. I do think there'll be some very straight talking to because he's been in such dressing rooms before. Yep. And the honest truth is if I was Tammy and that conversation, comes up now i'll be very candid with my boss and say maybe not in front of the other teammates so that i don't cause a ruckus but i'll go into his office and be like you play favoritism what do i or cho have to do to get a regular playing time like these two guys pulisic and and timo Werner? and he has to answer that question he yeah. has to answer that question that's a fair, those are fair points so just to wrap them this whole conversation up i'm going to ask you guys questions my thoughts you know from the outside looking in is the three things I've picked up on from Pep. Let's start with City first. Is everything Yannicka said is spot on. I, in the start, I think everybody, we all slept on Man City. We all did. I included myself, right? Even though when I did predictions, I did pick City to win the league. But when the league started, I was like, mm, I don't really see it after the first five, six games. But one thing that I have to give to him is Ruben Diaz has been fantastic for City, number one. Two, he's also adapting more to teams picking out his weaknesses. I think after that 2-0 loss to Mourinho, he's like, okay, I'm not going to give people the freedom to attack us down the middle anymore. I'm taking that away. I'm taking that option away from people. So every time he's like, I play, he usually plays um, Rodri, Gundogan, Rodri, Fernandinho. And there's a clear instruction in Watch City now, even when they are going forward, they have four, five players now behind waiting. They don't go six, seven going forward. So it's like, if you are going to hit us on a break, it has to be a fantastic, you know, attack. Not because before it was so easy to hit City down the middle. It was so easy. Now they're they more, they more pragmatic now. Sorry, they're, they're they're more pragmatic. Pragmatic. become more pragmatic. That's number one. Second point is the fact that they have five players out and they could play like this performance-wise. You know, that's that's slightly scary. Number no, the last point is him not forcing Aguero back. You know, out of okay. We're in trouble, we need to make up points. We're in trouble, we need to make up points. Just, he's like, okay, now we're going to take our time. Five minutes here, five minutes here. I'm going to find other solutions pending. Because he's looking at the table, right? That's where the experience comes in. He's looking at the table. He's looking at the season. By our standards, by city standards, we're not doing well. But nobody's doing well. So there's time. There's time. We just need to click into gear right now, which is December all the way to February, March. Anybody that goes on a run between this period okay. and separate themselves up the table. Now, going to, going to Chelsea, switching to Chelsea, I personally think what Lampard is suffering from is that well, lack of a clear system. Or a clear system of, like Nianica says, if you take out when he's playing the cup games, it's like, because the way you can do that easily is when you have a system and, okay, each person... A clear, wait, 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 you, sorry, a clear system... Yeah, system of how he wants to play, right? Like, it's a clear system. No, 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 no. I, I, 
No, no, hold like, on, hold on. Hold on. Because what I'm trying, I'm going to I'm, hold on. There's a point I'm going to. I say this because what Yannicka suggests of oh, take him out, let him play Champions League, like he's doing with Pep is doing with Ferran Torres mm. can work when you have a clear system. It's okay, in this system, this is where you function. So even if you are not doing it for me in the league, if I go in Champions League, if you are playing here over time, you figure it out because Champions League obviously is not Premiership. There's more space, you have more time on the ball. You know, teams want to express themselves. It's not like Premier League. The problem I'm seeing with him is he's he keeps adjusting based on because he started playing 4-2-3-1 first, right? Formation now. 4-2-3-1 wasn't working with Havertz. Havertz got COVID. No, but this, this he went cool. to 4-2-3. Sorry, know. again. My apologies of jumping in there. Yeah. Again, my apologies. Big misconception. I debate anyone that wants to come out here and say there's no system. Anybody. It is a 4-3-3 system that shapes into either a 4-3-3 four, um, system with the flexibility of 4-2-3-1. Yeah. Still a 4-3-3 system. Yeah. There is a system. So this it works in certain place. Let me land. Let me land. When I'm saying system, I'm not saying for me. It's a different thing. One second, boss. Okay. One, no, boss. One second. One second. There is a system of play. If you look at Man City, you know there is a system of play. Correct. If you look at United, everybody is pragmatic. Even you, my friend, have told me you like being pragmatic. I said, I like three points. You like being pragmatic. I said, I like three points. There is a system of play. You might not like it if you are playing that system at home. You might not like it if it's not bringing you results at that time, which is more you can criticize that system more when you're not getting results. You get. But there is a system of play. Everybody, including the players, except the new signings, know what and where to be. When you take out this characteristic of a player and you bring in another characteristic of a player into that system, it functions. So the issue now is not your system. It is your ability to pick the right resources for the system. So that means, hold on. That, so, so you are, you are, that's the problem. Points, right? In the sense that if you, are, if you are a manager and you bring out a, a system of play, yeah. When you try somebody in that system, you know, I'm, I don't really care about yeah. formation, I'm talking about system. What his role is. When that person's role is not working, it's left for you to say, oh, okay, this role doesn't work for this person based on how I want to play, right? I'm going to okay. switch this person's role okay. to a different role, right? Okay. In that system and, ma and make it work. Why not trying to like, just okay. instead of shoehorning him? So that's that's the point. I mean, I don't want to drag us on, long, well, on and on about this. This is where this is why I got stressed out about that system thing. Timo Werner has played on the right, on the left, in the center. They found, they have been trying to look for what works for him. Correct. Kai Havertz, same thing. He found out Kai Havertz seems to work better in the midfield because he can build up play. He can get into the box. So that's working for him. We just need to make sure that he gets comfortable and healthy enough till he can do it. Right. Yeah. At least Kai is coming from the bench. Right. The issue is this player, Timo Werner. Lampard hasn't figured out how well he suits into the system. He's of the impression that this guy can take players one-on-one -on -one because he's gotten away with it in the Bundesliga. He's of the impression to both Timo because against Newcastle, and I believe at which other team, he's run from deep. Yep. And he was given space. He was given space to do these things. So he was right. able to do that. Then he made it up to Tammy. The point is, there are times you can see it's not working for him. He, as a player, needs to figure out, okay, I've gotten away with this throughout my career in this league. It's not working for me in this league. How do I, as a person, fit the system or get my best traits to work with the system? Okay. 
We only were okay with Timo to a certain point because we were getting assists and he was his work rate was amazing. But now that the the returns, the rate of returns kind of like the negativity outweighs the positivity, you can see the frustration in people like me. Like, why is he still on the pitch? We are not getting anything out of it. That's the problem. Once he's out, the systems, we always, we might play, play badly, concede goals, but you would notice that Chelsea seems like uh, they might get a goal. Chelsea seems like they might edge in. Look at that penalty. I can't remember which team we played. My apologies. We were like down 3-1 or 3-0 or something. Tammy, um, Tammy puts a goal. Arsenal game. It was Arsenal game we missed the penalty, right, Georgina? Right. That game that game don't look like a game that was gone. And somehow, up until Jorginho missed that penalty, if he had scored, it was 3-2. And I believe this squad could score goals. Okay. So we, we're, we're so running out of time me, now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So for me, it's just this guy, the coach, hasn't figured it out. Both of them. Something is wrong. But because of stubborn, the stubborn nature of the coach, we are all suffering. And everyone thinks if you get rid of the coach, a new coach will come in, we'll do better. I believe so if the coach isn't so hung up on using this guy. Okay. Okay. I think it's a good place to wrap up that discussion. Uh, let's jump. Into, <laughs> let's jump into uh, moments, your best moments for 2020. Yannicka, you haven't spoken a while. Um, so let's, let's start with you. What was your best football moments for 2020? Mine would be the last game that I went to was the Carabao Cup final. So it'd ah. be that. Because okay. after that, they kind of stopped fans like two games later. And the two games were away at Man United and away at Sheffield Wednesday. So I didn't go to either of them. So, yeah, that's the last game that I saw live and obviously won a trophy. So, okay. yeah, that's, that's yeah. my moment. That's a, that's a good shout. That was against Villa? Am I Villa. right? Okay, that's a good shout. Uh, Idris, best moment, football moment 2020. Um... I was still watching the Canadian um, play in Bundesliga. It really, and also looking at the growth of, I would say Bayern Munich was my best everything, the Champions League. Okay. And it really gave me perspective as to how very odd this, this thing called talent is. A player could be very crap, you know, in one's phase in their life. And down the line, they, just, they grow into their body and they just turn into this thing. <laughs> you know, and there's a huge promise player and their body grows or something happens or they're in a different environment and they turn into a team overnight. So it's like, it's by Munich and being, I've been a Canadian, um, seeing, being an Afro-Canadian and seeing an Afro-Canadian story uh, in the Champions League was really huge for me because he played in Vancouver Whitecaps and he played with a bunch of kids that were trained here in Calgary. And it was just beautiful to be like, wow, man, this is crazy. So that was one of my best moments. And just by Munich for running right. That's about Davis, right? Anthony Dav Alfonso. Yeah, yeah. Alfonso Davis. Alfonso Davis. Yeah, okay. Alfonso Davis. Really, it was kind of like, yeah, it was, it was interesting for us here. Yeah. Uh, for me, it has to be Sa. Marcus Rashford for me. That was my mm. moment of 2020. The fact that this guy took on the government, UK government, was able to overturn their decision to feed wow. you know, UK kids. I know it's out, that's kind of outside uh, the pitch, but he did that, changed their decision, you know, and they decided to feed UK. I felt it was memorable for me because of two things. He did that first, then that same week, two days later, he scores a hat trick at the Champions League. I know we went out eventually. Mm. 
But at, the, at that time, he scores a hat-trick in the Champions League against Leipzig, coming off the bench. I think the same day, he goes back and he's, he's back on the fight, fighting the good fight. You know, he showed a big, big reason where people, you know, typically there was a myth of, oh, footballers should keep it separate from politics. Even that was not really politics. It's like he showed a way to fight a good cause by just being humble, mm. remembering his background, and also, you know, just having everything well put together. The approach he went at it is like, this is not political. This is the cause. I'm trying to feed hungry kids. I went through this. It's very important. This cause is bigger than whatever party you support or political ideology you have. So for me, that was why, that was my greatest uh, moment for 2020. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say a quick worst, I have a worst moment <laughs> for me. My worst moment for 2020 actually was the game we played Liverpool in Anfield. Because that game is when I realized that, like we all knew they were going to win the league from like December, right? December. But, but somewhere in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, maybe something will happen. They will capitulate. City will catch them. I'm okay with City win. I don't care. Not Liverpool. But that day when I watched that game, the way they took us apart, even though it was just 2-0, but the way they controlled that game, that's when it dawned on me in my head, like, man, this lot are going to Liverpool. <laughs> that's when it dawned on my head, like, these guys are winning the league. So that's my worst moment. If you guys have any shout, you can say it quickly. Then I will... I'll defer to Yannick. You go for your worst moment, then I'll go for my Yannick. Um... It just got to be Liverpool winning the league because I didn't oh, want really? them to win the league, you know. I didn't want them to win the league at all, but I think it was so, like, we knew they were going to win it. Um, but, yeah, that and when they cancelled football because of COVID, because obviously mm. bad enough having was... COVID, but then when you can't go to football as well, it's like, that's my only hobby, going to football now. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair, that's fair. For me, for me, in football terms, I would say um, I'll say the death of Maradona. Ah, that's true. Yeah, I, I would say the death of Maradona. It really it put a lot of things in perspective. It may also made me nostalgic because then I got to think about like being a kid and watching games '94, USA '94, my dad in Nigeria, and just any time I know, like for the newer generation, number ten, blue and white stripes, Argentina for them is Messi. Yeah. But for me, it was, it was number 10, blue and white strike Maradona. It did it, it, not, it was like that. Even when, even before Messi came in, there was Ariel Ortega, there was, um, what's his name? Um, 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 Raquel May. There were a whole bunch of like so called three minutes. Yeah, sorry, all players, but like <laughs> yeah, number 10. Number 10, number 10 is Maradona, and it was just kind of painful what he went through in life and just how passionate he was about the sports that we all love. Fair enough. Donkey of the week. Just say, don't tell me why. Who's your donkey of the week? <laughs> Who's your kudos for the week? If you have one. If you don't have Only. one. Only. Okay. Fair, fresh out. Yannicka, donkey of the week. Um, yeah, I think, I think it'd have to be um, Lampard or maybe Werner based on you know that. Um, just because I think he was a bit naive against it. I'm following you now, Yannicka. Should have played Jiro. And my um, kudos of the week has got to be Gundogan. That's my guy. Got to I know. Him. I know. <laughs> my kudos for the week uh, goes to Pogba. You know, much maligned, much, oh, yeah, much abused every time. But he's been quietly been doing it since I was the last six, seven games playing. Fantastic. But the game is Villa. He was fantastic. He did everything. Ball recovery, creating. So, yeah. Donkey of the week, actually, for me, goes to Big Sam. Big Sam, 
there's this myth yeah. around him being a defensive manager, defensive coach. He's going to stop. Since Big Sam has taken over West Brom, this is a fun fact for the week, guys. They've considered more goals than Man City have the whole season. Big Sam, the defensive coach. <laughs> defensive coach. In like five games, he's considered more goals than a whole team in the league has considered throughout the season. The defensive coach. Yeah. That's, that's my donkey for the week. So, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for coming on, for sure. Um, so, guys, uh, if you like our content, share, subscribe. All our addresses will be in the description at the end of the pod. I also plug Yannicka's uh, one at the end of the at the description. You can find uh, Yann City Podcast on Sarcasm City. Um, follow, like, share, subscribe. Um, so this was fun, guys. Thanks for having us, Sam. All right, Idris, thanks for coming on. Let me see. Thanks,